You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com coming to you from Bud Walton Arena here on this cold Friday night where the Razorbacks just knocked off Fordham 74-48. to uh, I got to tell you, listen, I was very, very impressed with the Razorbacks tonight. The defense was tremendous. If you heard me say the final score, they only allowed 48 points. That's good against anybody, and, and Fordham's a team in the Atlantic 10 Conference that's known for putting some points up. And Arkansas stifled them, held them under 38% from the field, held them to just four three-pointers. We heard Eric Musselman talk about five guys being red shooters on that scouting report that they really had to be aware of. Four of 17 from three, you take that all day. 30 forced turnovers, though, is really the story of the night for the Razorbacks. Uh, (laughs) I mean... What can you say? It was tremendous on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, There was a stretch in the first half that may have been the best that I've seen from a Razorback team defensively in a long time. They held Fordham. Well, Arkansas got down seven to nothing, or seven to two, excuse me, out of the gates. It was a little bit uneven there from the start. Uh, But then they put together really stifling defense, an eight minute stretch where they held Fordham without a single field goal, turned them over a ton, and it was just steal, layup, steal, dunk, steal, take it to the other end and finish. And that's where Arkansas turned a five-point deficit into a 19-point advantage pretty quick. And Fordham made a little mini run there at the end of the first half to get it down to, I think, 11 at halftime. Uh, but Arkansas really was under control of the game. Uh, they were swarming. They were aggressive. The athleticism and the length was super disruptive. Fordham wanted no part of it. And, and they were frazzled, quite honestly, offensively the entire game. Uh, you think about some of the guys that Eric Musselman talked about in the scout, uh, scouting report, number two, Quisenberry. This is a guy who's been an all-league guard uh, in two separate conferences. Arkansas really did a nice job of bottling him up. Uh, Anthony Black spent some time, some time on him, but Devo Davis spent a lot of time on him. And they threw some different stuff at this guy. Uh, you think about uh, that Justin Smith shadow defense that Arkansas played in 2020-21. Uh, they utilized some of that with Jordan Walsh and Trevin Brazil to really uh, just kind of disrupt his passing lanes, keep him off rhythm. They held this guy to 10 points on the night, two of eight shooting. Uh, he had three turnovers. He really couldn't get anything going. His first made field goal was a three-pointer with 15 minutes left in the game. Must said he wanted to do a better job of shutting down the opponent's best player. I think that certainly qualifies with the way they handled Quisenberry tonight. And then Khalid Moore, another guy they were impressed with, a 6-7-4 Georgia Tech transfer experience guy. Uh, held him to 3-7 from the floor, uh, seven points on the game. He was never able to get anything going. So if you take out the opponent's best two players in terms of filling it up in the points department, you turn them over 30 times, that's usually a pretty good recipe for success, especially in front of a home crowd that was loving every second of it. Uh, Now, 20 of those turnovers came in the first half, and it's a good thing that they turned into 22 points for the Razorbacks because the offense was uneven in the first half. It was interesting to watch 
uh, the way Fordham defended, they really packed it in the lane. And we know teams are going to shrink, try to shrink the floor uh, and play some pack line defense against the Razorbacks. They'll probably see some zone because they don't profile as a good three-point shooting team. We've beat that horse to death by now. Fordham took it to the extreme. I mean, they were daring guys to shoot, whether it was Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, whoever on the perimeter. They were going to live with that all day, and they were really trying to clog the lane. Arkansas took the bait in the first half. They hoisted up 12 three-pointers. That's too many attempts uh, for this Razorback team. They only made two of them, and so it was a little bit uneven there. Uh, and despite forcing 20 turnovers in the first half, Arts only had 32 points at the break. And so some room for growth there, six assists, but eight turnovers in the first half. Really great defense. So-so eh, on the offensive end, I thought in the second half, Arkansas did a nice job of really putting it together. The defense from start to finish, uh, quite honestly, was dominant. You know, Fordham only made 17 shots on the game. Uh, they, had, they had 13 more turnovers than they did made shots. They had 30 turnovers to seven assists. I mean, that's, that's elite level defense. I can't stress that enough. But the offense really started to pick it up in the second half. Shot selection was a lot better. Arkansas only took four three-pointers in the second half. Listen, they can take more than that in the future, but in this game, I think that was really important. They were aggressive getting to the rim. They made an adjustment. It was interesting, Must said after the game, that he thought back to his dad's old playbook from Ashland College. And they put two guys in the dunker spot and really started to attack that and picked Fordham apart from there. So Arkansas goes from you know, 32 points in the first half, some turnovers, a little bit of uneven play, poor shot selection, to reeling it in, um, executing and dissecting the opposing team's defense. They scored 42 points in the second half on 55% shooting from the field. That's what you like to see. Uh, very efficient. They flipped the script on the assist to turnovers, wound up, I think it was 11 to five in the second half, so 17 assists. That's quite a bit more than they had in the opener. Uh, and just 11 turnovers again. Are, are like, mm, 13 actually, so two more than you had in the last game, but still, uh, they're making progress. They're making progress on the offensive end, and that's really where the concerns are without Nick Smith Jr., who's not, who was not available tonight. Yeah, he was not available tonight, but where's the offense gonna come from consistently? Uh, can you take care of the basketball? And then can you dominate and put pressure on the rim? And Arkansas did that. They were plus 34 in points in the paint. They had 16 offensive rebounds, which I think is 10 more than they got uh, against North Dakota State on Monday. Way more aggressive on the offensive glass. Must said, if the team's going to pack it in like that on us, then we get a running start to the offensive glass. They're going to turn and block out somebody that they're probably not guarding. So Arkansas had success there. They were plus 11 in second chance points. All those little areas that help you make up for maybe a lack of three-point shooting, Arkansas dominated to that regard. So a really nice job there uh, by the Razorbacks in this one. Uh, you know, looking at some players, Ricky Council really impressed me again. He led Arkansas again in scoring with 15 points, uh, but he was the initiator of offense, a distributor. He had the ball in his hands a ton, ran some point guard, ran some pick and roll, had a career-high seven assists in this game to go with those 15 points. Uh, he's kind of getting that Mason Jones treatment right now where it's, hey, dude, we know that you're the guy who can get the ball, create, and make plays offensively, so we're going to give it to you and let you do it. And I thought he did a fantastic job uh, for the Razorbacks tonight. Jordan Walsh, bounce back game, right? He had 18 minutes and, and five fouls in the opener. Man, he looked good when he was on the floor. In this one, he battled foul trouble a little bit early. He got two in the first half. He picked up his third right away uh, to start the second half, so you're wondering if he was going to fall into that same trap uh, of just being a little bit over-aggressive defensively. 
but he settled in nicely when he came back in for the stretch run of the second half. I thought he looked great. He was one of those guys that must put in that dunker spot and really let him attack. He had some nice drop-off passes, some tough finishes around the rim. Uh, 12 points, four rebounds for him. Really good bounce back performance from Jordan Walsh. I thought he looked fantastic. Uh, Jalen Graham, hello. Uh, he was a did not play in uh, Monday's opener for the Razorbacks. He didn't get in the first half. It was about 11 minutes left in the second half before he came in. Played the rest of the game. But if you play 11 minutes and score 10 points, that shows that you can provide some offensive pop for this team off the bench. I thought he looked really really good offensively. The same things that we saw in the red-white game in that first exhibition with his footwork, his ability to finish, soft touch over either shoulder inside. Uh, man, I think that he can give Arkansas some offensive pop. I liked it coming off the bench. Maybe a little bit earlier moving forward. Uh, must seem to be impressed with the way he's practicing, so maybe he's going to see an increased role in future games. Um, Anthony Black, he did have 10 points, so he got some things going in the scoring department. Had a humongous dunk. He did hit a three, but he was one of six. Uh, from three-point range. Six threes from Anthony Black. That's, pro that's probably too many on the attempts there, uh, but he was one of those guys they were daring to shoot. Um, hopefully he can start to make teams pay a little bit more efficiently there. Zero assists, four turnovers. That's not what you want to see out of your point guard. Only his second game in college. He did get six rebounds from that point guard position. Uh, Devo Davis, you know, he scored 18 for Arkansas in the opener, but he had five turnovers and zero assists. Well, in this game, he struggled a little bit scoring uh, three of 12 from the field. I think he only finished with seven points, but he flipped that assist to turnover ratio to five to one in the positive direction. So I, I think you take that uh, from Devo in this one, especially when you had some other guys contributing offensively. Uh, and then Makai Mitchell. Listen, he earned the start again at center for the Razorbacks. The only change was Jordan Walsh was inserted into the lineup. Kamani Johnson uh, was taken out, and he didn't play until the very end of the game. Uh, but Makai Mitchell earned the start at center. He had eight points, four rebounds. Just his energy, his activity levels on both ends of the floor really impressed me, and it's impressed Muss, and it's something he's seen since they've got back from Europe, and he's starting to earn some trust. I really think this is a guy that can help anchor Arkansas defensively with his versatility, and as he gets more comfortable with that back-to-the-basket game, a little bit uh, stronger touch to finish. I think he can be a real factor for this team. So um, overall, I thought it was a really good night for the Razorbacks. You get a 26-point home win, great defensive effort. You're starting to see that's going to be the strength of this team. I'm telling you, they can be elite level at this, and they're getting enough offense and finding enough ways to generate points right now without Nick to where guys are going to start building confidence in their roles. And when he comes back, this team has a potential to be lethal offensively because he's going to provide playmaking pop, he can pass, he can score at all three levels, and he can give you a lift from the perimeter. And that's really the only missing ingredient, I think, for this basketball team right now. So a good night for the Razorbacks, knocking off Fordham, 74 to 48. The challengers are gonna get greater moving forward. South Dakota State's gonna come in here. They're not the team they were last year, but they're very, very good. They've got shooters all over the place. It's gonna challenge Arkansas in a different way in Bud Walton Arena Wednesday night. And then it's off to Maui, baby, Hawaii, Thanksgiving week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three games against high-quality opponents, and that's when we're really going to start to learn more about this Arkansas basketball team. So a short recap tonight here from Bud Walton Arena. Uh, there's an early football game tomorrow morning, so maybe you guys will listen to this or, or give it a watch while you're headed out to the stadium uh, to support the Razorbacks football team as they take on LSU at 11 a.m. We will be back at Bud Walton Arena Wednesday night when Arkansas basketball takes on South Dakota State. This has been Curtis Wilkerson with Hawksports.com. Appreciate you guys like always, and we'll catch you soon. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. 
This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.